yo, yo. Hello, Craig. What's up, Shane? Welcome. To- yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. Like, what is up, you guys? Uh, it's two misfits and a carpenter back at you. We are. We are. Jeez, I don't know how many episodes, and I don't know how I many we're, listeners, we're but in the forties. Yeah, it's getting up there. Yeah. It's getting up there. The sun's finally shining finally. in Arizona. It's been a little rainy here, uh-huh. folks. We're not going to complain about it because we know that most of the people listening to this are not in Arizona. So, uh, yeah, we've, you know, hopefully you're warm out there. Right. Yeah, I know they've been getting hit every San Diego. Do you see what's going on in San Diego? They're underwater there. It's crazy. It's really nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. So, what's going on with you guys, with our listeners out there? You know, how's uh, how's all this life crazy treating you? How's uh, how's your anxiety levels? How's your uh, your walk with with how's, uh, your, how's, how's your, your walk? Strolling? <laughs> we used to say that to each other back in the yeah. day. How's your walk? And people would answer, uh, not good. <laughs> now they're like, oh, you know, God's good. God's good. <laughs> exactly. Gotta go. So we wanted to, uh, well, we had a little pre-funk about all kinds of craziness. Yeah, we, won't, we, we won't get into some of the craziness no. today because, uh, you know, it was just pre-funk. We should do like a uh, uncut version, which ours is already pretty uncut. But if we did an uncut pre-funk, holy yeah. cow. Yeah, it'd probably know. Yeah, we it, get it. Well, awesome. Who knows? Yeah. We might get more people listening. Yeah, know. maybe. Yeah, or it drops to like just me and you listening. <laughs> well, we had talked about a little bit, um, and I had a friend that asked me a question about. Uh, so what you know? What? How did you guys start this thing? You know, how? Why did you start it? What? What happened? And, and uh, it was kind of a fun conversation. But I wanted to relay that. I know we did a long time ago, but originally. Where our heart was at with this was we wanted to speak to people who had been in leadership, who had been in the church, and who were kind of sniped, who had kind of been shot down, who had kind of, their lives had drastically changed because of sin in their lives, and they were no longer in the ministry, or they were no longer in, uh, in that church, mm-hmm. because we ran into so many of those people. And we talked to so many of those people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and even uh, people that maybe didn't even fall in the sin necessarily to be removed, but had been burnt out, absolutely got drubbed through the beating of whatever that is called now in corporate America church. Yeah. And or <clears throat> you know, hey, they they were growing a little bit in their uh, theology, and yeah. it wasn't lining up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, an example of that was um, we had a friend in, in uh, Bozeman, Montana, and he led a large congregation, um, was a close friend um, and awesome preacher. I mean, the guy brought, you know, he brought the heat. He was good. And um, he got into a situation where um, he had been in the church for a really long time. And this was a big church. And he was interviewing um What's it called? Your your the uh, secretary. Yep. He was interviewing secretaries, and he got advice from the elders and whatnot that said, you know, get a male secretary, and uh, which was weird. And you know, this guy just he interviewed many many people and ended up hiring an attractive secretary. And long story short, just one thing kind of led to another after like a year long time, and. He ended up having an affair with this woman and got canned, obviously, and just got shunned. And our initial response is, of course, like, well, that 
that bleepity bleep. I mean, how in the world could he have done that, especially in his role and mm. where he was at and who he was. Yeah. And meeting with this guy afterwards, you know, he went from being in church and in, in leadership his whole life um, to now out in the community trying to find a job. And, and found himself a, trying a to find a small community. Small community. Too. Trying to find a job. And, I mean, this guy was just getting shunned. Yeah. You know, just, he was just, he was done ski. So it was like, Un- you're. Unclean, man. Unclean. Yeah. yeah. And so talking to him, it was like he was non-forgivable. Yeah. It was like he was in a spot where um, I blew it forever and my life is completely ruined and I'm never going to be back where I was at. And and a lot of people were like, good. Yeah. Amen. You shouldn't be there. You shouldn't have a job. Mm-hmm. You should be out on your ass. You shouldn't make any money. And you should never even be close to God again because you blew it. And right. you, and, and it's, it's easy for us to get in that, you know, because, again, we want we want everybody else's oh, sin to a be a little bit we, different yeah, than ours. sure makes us feel good about ourselves. Um, and, and this is something that happens quite a bit out there. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I've always looked at and I've always had a little bit of an issue with the way we kind of set up our corporate church. And I'm, again, none of this is an absolute statement. It goes across the board with every church because it doesn't. But I think there's a calling to be a preacher and then there's a calling to be a pastor. There's a calling to be whatever, right? Sure. But I don't yeah. think a preacher and a pastor is of the same thing. Okay, I think, uh, you know, a lot of good preachers make very, very poor pastors. I agree. Uh, and a lot of pastors don't make very good preachers. Yeah. But we seem to want to have the whole enchilada, and they got to have everything put together just right. And, and um, that creates a lot of pressure and a lot of things. Whenever sin enters anybody, uh, uh, as a temptation that, that uh, they fail on, um, regardless of their position in the church or in society or, or whoever it may be, it's, it's because of something that's lacking in their life that's going on, um, and they're trying to save themselves. Amen. Okay, that's, that's in, inevitably, that's how it is. I know when I struggle with sin, it's because my personal life's not going well. Business isn't going well. And I'm trying to grab something for this control type thing that I can manage, that, that I can, you know what I mean? And, 100%. And, and instead of going to the cross and trusting and, 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 and spending time with the Lord and saying, man, I am struggling in this area. And then who do you talk to, Craig? I mean, this is where depression sets in this is where anxiety sets in right we have to keep this mask on who can i talk to do you know that when i i've talked to a number of pastors preachers that are struggling stuff they have a very very close circle of other pastors and preachers that's it right they don't let anybody know their dirty laundry at all no because it's gonna go i mean and and that's the thing is we we hold these guys at such a high esteem and when they do fall, and they do, because again, like they're we talked sinners. about before, we, yeah, yeah they, they still have this nature, then the the repercussions for them are are so much more than for us. I yeah. mean, they are, they're, and so talking with this guy, it was crazy to encourage him, to tell him who he still was in Christ. Right. To tell him that, and it was, it was like, 
it was, I mean, a guy that knows way more than us was like, really? Yeah. So wait a second. So I'm, I'm, you know, God's not done with me yet. Like I still am loved. I'm still, I'm still in the right. Yeah, you are. And, and speaking to that, it was crazy how much, um, life we were able to speak into these guys and that was just one individual another individual completely different side of things was a, one of my bestest closest friends and his situation was he he went to a large congregation got got promoted from montana to arizona and went to a large congregation and the first few weeks in there the guy came to him and said hey you know um next week's lesson um i need you to preach and we're not getting enough money through the front door and I need you to preach this on tithing. And it was such a, a way that was put to him that was different than he'd ever preached on tithing before. And he was kind of taken back. And so he went home, studied, looked at scripture and went back to this elder who is the main man in the church and said, I'm sorry, but I'm not comfortable preaching that. I'll preach on tithing, but not that. And he says, I'm going to preach on more of the, um, the wheat and the weeds. Mm -hmm. These are God's people. And at the end of it all, God's going to sort them out. I'm not responsible for that. So they can give what they want to give. And that's, that's up to them and their hearts. Mm -hmm. And got fired. Yeah. Guy got, guy got pissed off and went and talked to the other elders. Said this guy's not a fit. Now this guy just left his church. Had no no pay, brought right, his four, right. four small children to Arizona, and he got canned, thrown out on his ass with no severance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And out there once again, been in Bible, you know, his, he went through everything, he all his accolades, gave up all of his career as a young man to be in the church, yeah. and now found himself trying to find a job out there. Yeah, The same thing needed, in his, it, it was a shunned from a different perspective. Yeah, He just was now out and... Yeah, he, he didn't make the cut. He didn't make the grade and needed that encouragement. So for us, it was like, hey, I wonder if we could like get together and have these people come in as guests or at least speak to them mm -hmm. and tell them that they're not done yet. Yeah, I, I again, it gets wrapped up in identity, right? Um, Which was last week's topic. Yeah, yes. you know, and, and as for men especially, and we – we kind of wanted a more of a, a, a men's type because we are men. So we, right. we know the, the pitfalls and the issues and some of the anxieties and depressions of, of being a male in America uh, and a Christian male at that. So, you know, and it's amazing. The more you talk about those things and look into some of those things, the more there is of it that you run into. Oh, my gosh. Tons. And many of these people seem to think that, you know, God is eternally pissed at them. They've blown everything. Um, God is done with them. Um, and it was it's, it's, it is strange because when you sit down and you talk to them and you listen and you go, you know that doesn't define you, right? Now, there's consequences to your actions. Right. There's horizontal consequences. That's what sin does. And you'll have to shoulder those. However, you do know that that does not define you. Christ defines you. Right. And, you know, I was talking to Tully and Chivijan, uh, who had a similar yeah, it's gonna bring thing to happen. Yep. Right. Another guy. And, uh, and Tully and, you know, he, he's, I, I, I love Tully and he's, he's 
it's just a great guy. He has a new book coming out. Yeah. Um, but he got spit out really bad because his was like on, you know, Christianity Today and all these yep. type of things. It was yep. a big, 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 big thing. Right. And um, he tried to cover it up and say, well, no, that's not true. This wasn't, this is wrong. That person did this, the whole thing. And I remember talking to a person who was very close to him while he was going in through this. And I, uh, a, a great guy. And I said, uh, this person, I said, you, you need to remind him who he is in Christ. You need, yeah, but Sean, this is, I said, dude, you need to remind him who he is in Christ. And he needs to humble himself on this thing, understand what the situation is. That took him a little while. And now, of course, he talks, he, he owns everything. Yeah, but you yeah. know, and he talks about how he fought against that, trying to hold on to his identity. He said it's not because grace wasn't enough. It wasn't because grace and Jesus wasn't enough. He goes, what it was was I didn't believe in that enough. Amen. That that's that's what it boils down to right there, and that's what this podcast and today's episode is about. Is any of you out there that are dealing with that? It's similar for all of us, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a preacher, whoever you are. Yeah, what happens agent, is, is you're going to you're going to feel this same way um, as you progress in life, which means you're going to have this righteousness, and you're going to have these amazing feelings, and you're going to feel close to God, and everything is going to be a okay, and you're going to fall into different things as you progress, and it's how we we do that. It's how we go in that fall it's how we define ourselves and and like sean says what our identity is when we do that now if if my identity again is a performance based um, religion where once that happens then yeah then i'm out you know i didn't make the starting five now i'm on the bench i'm, I'm not loved or i you know i didn't make the team or i was man i was really performing well and then i got knocked off um, that, this life that we live, because we're in Christ, it's so amazing that that we don't have to perform any longer to get his love. And it's so crazy that for these people and for us as well, um, it's it's so rewarding to, to speak life into them again and see the light pop back on. Yeah, it's so rewarding for me to have life spoken into me and have the light yeah. come back on. When I was divorced, when I was out of this church that I was a part of, when I was, I I felt like I was a complete and utter failure. Yeah, and and the people that were around me, they they reinforced that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah. it was it was very very difficult. But once I really found my identity, didn't change. Right, it didn't come and go then that's when everything really truly made sense. And that's yeah. why we wanted to talk about these things. We wanted to preach it, to talk it, to, to speak it, to say, listen, people, it's, you know, God yeah. isn't through with you yet, Sean. I, I, I think we spend so much time out there on sin management instead of the one who has defeated sin for us. Um, this is so foreign to a lot of people because right away when I'm saying these things and from my background, right away I'm hearing arguments come up. Oh, yeah. Right away, even when I say it, oh, yeah. right? Um, the 
but we spend so much time on sin management and how to be a good and better person. Um, none of that is going to save you. None of that is going to justify you. No. Okay? I know pagans out there that are better people than most Christians. Okay? Because if it did, then, then, you know, we got this whole thing flipped. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So none of this depends on you. It all depends on God. It depends on Christ and what he's done for you on the cross. That disclaimer again, that is not a license to sin. How can I, who died to sin, still live in it? Right. But never forget that you are a sinner. Yes, use wisdom. Yes, do. But when you fall and you're going to, and if you happen to think that your worst mistake isn't ahead of you instead of behind you, that's a scary thing. We need to rely, understand that we are weak and he is strong. And through our weakness, his strength is revealed. Yeah. So amen. Amen, brother. If you're struggling with, you know, we deal with, you know, I, I love talking to men because it's not like it's a foreign thing, right? People, are, they, Look, we are told that, you know, big boys don't cry. Suck it up, big men. Men of steel, right? All these type of things. Yeah, you need to be a good father, leader. good husband, and le- spiritual leader, and do these things. And here's what they all look like. Invariably, you're going to fail because all of that's based on your performance, not Christ. And if yeah. you're not doing these type of things, we're so good at memorizing Bible verses. We're so good at color coding, right? I got a yellow for this and oh, yeah. green for this. And all those things are great. But if you don't know what those mean and you miss the Christ, just use crayons and draw a picture because none of those things are going to help you. Yeah. None of those things. We need to get back to the basics and understand that the Christian life isn't about the Christian. No. It's about Christ for you. That were that. That, that reminds me of a, a, amen. I mean, that reminds me of a story. I had a friend a while back and we had lunch. I just was meeting him and uh, basically came in and, you know, just ang- anxiety ridden to the max. I mean, just bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, just yeah. talking, 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 talking. And, and um, you know, you could tell that his spirit was just not settled. In, yeah, yeah, not in check. And uh, he says, man, you just got such a calm nature about you. I said, yeah. I said, well, that's, that hasn't been the case my whole life, man. I said, I, you know, I've I've dealt with anxiety and depression a lot. You know, I I I, I had debilitating anxiety as a kid, and all through probably till I was probably about thirty. I was going to say Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah Thursday. <laughs> but like it was so bad. Like it was when I say debilitating, like. I couldn't travel much. I couldn't drive a hundred miles in a car mm-hmm. from one place to the next. I was, I was literally constantly anxious about everything in my life, and it stemmed from just the constant. You know, I was constantly worried and constantly, how's this going to turn out? This turning out? How's this? And it, it's projecting. You know, what the future is going to be like, and trying to control. Right. I had so much. I had such a squeeze on trying to control everything yeah. that it, it. And some of it was. Um, Hereditary, you know, it was things that my other, my family had yeah, dealt with. The way with. you're raised, we yeah. all have luggage. Yeah, yeah. and um, so the you know we're talking, and this guy's like, you know, so I just been, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't eat very much, I can't sleep very well. Like I'm trying to go to, you know, like I woke up, I wake up every morning at two in the morning, and then I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I just do chores and stuff at night, and I just, I'm just trying to get, you know, this and this and this, and I, and I said, yeah, I said, he said, so how, how in the world, like, what did you do? When, you know, to get rid of your anxiety. 
and I looked over. I said, do you, do you really want to know what was the best cure for me? And like, this guy was so content, like everything stopped in his world and you could see he was staring at me with like the most intent ever. And, and was like, what did you do? What did like, did you, what did you take? What medicine, what medication, what was it? What? <laughs> yeah. And I looked at him, I said, honestly, bro, Jesus was the biggest thing in my life that has helped me in that area. And the, the look on this guy's face was so foreign. It was, he's like, Jesus, how? Like, what do you mean, Jesus? Jesus, what? Like, what, what did you do with Jesus? Like, so tell me, like, did you just, like, did you meet Jesus? Did you, like, Jesus, I don't understand what you're talking Who's to me about. Who is this Jesus you speak yeah. of? <laughs> and, and I'm like, I mean, and so he goes, so did you, like, I mean, so this guy, he wanted, like. Yeah, he was he sincerely wanted a, asking. Yeah. He wanted, like, an injection of yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted, like. With the fast he, food. Yeah, he wanted, yeah. like, an, like, an app. Like an he, app, yeah. you know, is there an app for this yeah, guy? He wanted like something that was immediately like, I want my anxiety gone now. Yeah, that's a lot of pain. I, and it's crazy that, I guess that's the question is, you know, in this, and when we talk about all these things, how, how do you put on Jesus mm-hmm. for these people? How do you, you know, when I was, and it was funny, I didn't really know how to respond to yeah. him. Like I was thinking about it and I'm like, um, well, I mean, I, I guess we could pray like, and, and we could like, but, but how's a, you know, a, a technical answer to putting on Jesus for this guy. Yeah. So I, I, I said, dude, you just need to, need to go home and in the midst of your anxiety, just surrender and say, Jesus, I, I need you in my life. Yeah. I said, just, just start with as simple as that. Well, well you're saying when I do that, my anxiety is immediately going to go away. <laughs> Uh, no, bro. It's probably going to get worse. Yes. Uh, for a while. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I think everybody in this life, mm-hmm. especially in this age, yeah, they want that immediate antidote. Yeah. They want that now. Yeah. Like, how do I get it now? I don't want to work for anything because we're in a different, you know, these millennials and everything else. It's you yeah. know, I'm not putting in 30 years and retiring in a job. Year yeah. one, I want to retire. Yeah. How do I make a million bucks in year one? It's yeah. the same thing with this mentality for Jesus, and I think that's why. We are kind of in a society with so much depression, so much anxiety, because it's all right now. Well, and I, I think we also want, okay, what, what's the program? Okay, what are the, what are the steps? I'll do, I'll do them. I'll, I'll pull an all-nighter. I'll do all the six steps to be able to do these things. Just tell me what to do, Craig. Just right. tell me what to do. God refuses that. He refuses to have let us have any skin in the game at all. I desire to be your God. Yeah, yeah, I don't want a relationship. Just, just, just tell me what to do to be righteous. Exactly. Die. And it's like, okay, what else you got here? What else you got here, Jesus? <laughs> so, but this is part of the problem. Part, part of the problem with uh, a lot of Christians in American culture practicing Christianity is a lot of the anxiety that they have. A lot of big, uh, depression they have is they know they're not pulling this off. And we focus so much on sin management. And progressive sanctification looks like being a better person in good works. And if you're not, that is the test of your assurance. And, oh, boy, now you've really. So there is no error. There's no room to error whatsoever. There's no forgiveness of sins. There's no forgiveness of sins. You have to do something to get his forgiveness all these things are based on me, and I'm telling you right now, any religion that teaches that everything's dependent on you, you just go, forget it, you're, you're free to go. 
There has to be a forgiveness of sins. Our anxiety is based on knowing that we are not good enough. That's, we are not cutting it. You nailed it. That's, that's so, exactly it. And you get depressed because you said, I've tried all these things. I read these books. I went to the Bible studies. I did all those things. I'm still not pulling it off like Hank over here. Hank isn't pulling it off either. Okay. <laughs> but we have this mask. And after a while, people walk away. Why? Because they're like, I'm just tired of going to church and faking it. Totally. And that's just it, folks. That You nailed it, Shan. That is exactly it. When we're talking in this episode about why we wanted to start this thing, when we're talking about the guys that that got that fell off, whether they were pastors or leaders or any part, is all based on the same thing. That there is an idea that once you start this race, well, you better finish it and you better stay on mark and you better not fall away because if you do. There's no, you know, you're, you're off, you're done, you're whatever. And we, we start this trek just like we do all these other things in life, whether it's sports or our career or anything else. And we go, 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 go. And when we fail, when we fall, after we've failed and fallen a couple of times, so well, that prodigal, he can't come back a second time, Kenny, not a third time. Right. He can't come back a fifth time, Kenny. Right. He can't come time. I mean, I'm Sean, I'm on like 78 times. Yeah. Like and that's he just can't, this week he can't, for me. Yeah, yeah, he can't go 80. There's no way. Right. And so what happens? You're right. That's why we have a decline in the church today. Yeah. Because guess what? You can't do it, folks. Keep trying. Yeah. But I can't. And we talk, I mean, I was talking to a friend about grace. They were well, that grace is great, but you can't get that grace too much. Well, yeah. What do you mean? Well, then you start, you know, it's not, then you, it's all done. Exactly. It's all done, people. It's all done. Rest in it. <laughs> we hate that. It's so we, bad. We, we hate it. We we hate it. I Give me something that I can do to say I did something to earn my way, God. And God refuses to do that. No. Hey, hey, look. This progressive sanctification isn't what we're told it is. I believe that I believe in progressive sanctification. I just don't think I'm the guy that's doing it. Okay? Sanctification looks more like loving your neighbor then it does keep in the law better than you did yesterday. That's just it. Okay. Because, I, I mean, this whole thing isn't about you becoming some um, role model out there. It's about you turning around and saying, not me. Don't look at me. Look at look at Christ, my God. Look what he's done for me. Oh, I, Christianity isn't about the little engine who could. Okay, it's, it's little, about train wrecked sinners like me it's a who can't get up can. the track, dude. It, I mean, and we hate that. We hate it. It's like, well, you got to do something. Yeah. What was that? What was that movie um, where the guy uh, breaks up with his girlfriend and he's out in the surfboard with Paul Rudd and he's kind of a burnout and he's trying to teach him how to surf. Oh, yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah, do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah, yeah that was a great And he's show, like, yeah. and he's just laying there on the board on the sand. And he goes, okay, you got to do more than that. Okay, a little more than that. Nope, do nothing. Do, do less. Do, do less. Okay, a little more than that. Well, that's the Christian life, right? It's like, hey, guys, you know, do you trust God? Yes. Okay, but you got to do something about that. You got to do more than that, you know? Right. Look, if, if, I, if I want to be sanctified, the good news is, God said he's going to do that for me. That's good news. Because if it's up to me, I'm going to blow it. That's just it. If any of this depends on me and my performance, I'm a dead man walking. That's just Dead it. man walking. Amen. And if you're, if you're home and you're, or if you're listening to this and you're 
home still. with that anxiety <laughs> still there you go that that anxiety that you know you're up at two in the morning you are doing chores you can't just you can't shake this and you're like god and you're calling out to god and you you know or maybe you haven't called out to god yet but the in my life i'm not saying for all of you but in my life it was because of exactly what we're talking about i was so desperately trying to perform i was so desperately trying to win god's favor yeah. and i continued to blow it and man, that's just like, it just sucked. I was just like, God, again, and then again, and then again. And it was like, I, I can't make you happy. It's all right, Craig. You're not going to make me happy. I'm happy in my son. That's in you. you. You're in him. Yeah. You're in him that makes me happy. Wait a second. But I'm trying and I'm striving and I have to and I got to and I want to and I keep. No. Does, and it's the same thing. Does that it's like, sound like rest to you? No. And when we see the people, you're like, well, Craig, that just doesn't make any sense. Well, then go back to the Bible and check out some some scriptures on all of this. Check out Paul pleading over and over and over again. And what's God say? Hey, Paul, my grace. What? what? My grace is sufficient for you. Whoa. Holy cow. So wait a second. You still love me even though I got this thorn in my side? I do. You mean I even though... So I, is it cool if I just just go ahead and just go do whatever I want to do, God? Well, no, obviously, because you have the Spirit in you, Paul. And that's why you keep feeling that thorn. That's why you keep wanting to be over that is because I'm in you. So I, I think what we, we've, again, our society wants to fix everything. Well, it's like, it's like your friend, right? It's like, well, what did you do? Fix me, fix me, fix me. And we have a tendency to say, oh, yeah, I'll fix you. I'll fix you. And we want to fix other people. And it's like, no, God says, no, you know, that, that's my job. What's my job then, God? To show them that other beggar, just like you, where there's bread. That's me. It's to remind. And if you are a Christian, if, if you've been baptized into Christ, okay, Christian, that is such a wonderful thing. You are now a new creature. Amen. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You also have the flesh. But here's the good news. He leaves the 99 to go after the one. You're the one. He leaves the 99. I, I read in the Old Testament. These people cons consistently, consistently left God. God redeemed them, restored them, and they promptly went away to worshiping and trusting in something else. There's There was horizontal consequences, 40 years in the desert, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but he constantly kept on bringing his people to him. He's going to do that in your life as well. He's, he, is, he is the patriarch sitting there looking longingly as you're out in the pig slop waiting for you to come home come home amen come home your you anxiety is lying to you that's, that that's... depression is based on you not on god and what he sees in you and what he's done for you amen it's a lie and it smells like smoke and it comes from the pit of hell it does not define you he calls you beloved get up he's he's coming after you the hound of heaven is coming right for you because you're his Amen and he loves you. Amen, you guys. Well, we went a little bit long, but not to us because, you know, when we when we get rolling here, it was I funny. Know. My dad asked me, what are you guys talking about today? Because he's here visiting. And yeah. I said, I don't know. No idea. And he says, what do you mean you don't know? 
We don't know. No, we we come in and it says the spirit leads. I'd say probably 90% of the time, we have no idea what we're going to say. No idea today. Sometimes we do, but very rarely. That's just it. Well, we love you guys. We hope uh, you're encouraged. And uh, we'll be back next week, whether you like it or not. Well, by the way, Boyd Evanson, if you're listening, love you, bro. Got to hook up sometime. Zelka says hi. Take care. Love it. Peace, guys. Have a great week. Your love.